Parsha, the podcast, or the Parsha, the poem, the podcast. And together with me this morning is Adrian Query Fiss, our kindergarten teacher, and I'd like to say in-house poet. Thank uh, you. We are going to begin with a quick reminder of what this Parsha is about, zero in on the poem that was selected, and then we're going to discuss it, and we are so pleased that you're with us to listen in. This Parsha is quite a dramatic Parsha. It opens, of course, with Avraham sitting at the opening of his tent, and he sees strangers. And I love, friends, that the strangers, they're angels. And he invites them in, and he takes care of them. He ministers to them. These angels bring him good news about the birth of a child that he and Sarah will have. They then move on to their next mission, which is to bring destruction upon the city of Sodom. Before that happens, God invites Abraham into a conversation. God says, who am I? I cannot hide something from Abraham. And then tells Abraham about the impending destruction of Sodom. And as we all know, the wrestling begins. Adrian, would you like to introduce the poem and then we'll talk about its connection to this Parsha? Uh, yes. Um, this week's poem is called Try to Praise the Mutilated World by Adam Zagajewski. Zagajewski is a Polish-born poet who is widely read and translated. His work has appeared in The New Yorker and has been anthologized with other poets um, in Europe, e other specifically EU country poets. Um, this, the Translation we're using is by Claire Cavanaugh and appeared in the New Yorker and on the New Yorker podcast this week. No, no. I was listening to an old podcast. Wonderful. Um, would you like me to read the poem? Please. Try to praise the mutilated world. Try to praise the mutilated world. Remember June's long days and wild strawberries, drops of rosé wine the nettles that methodically overgrow the abandoned homesteads of exiles. You must praise the mutilated world. You watched the stylish yachts and ships. One of them had a long trip ahead of it, while salty oblivion awaited others. You've seen the refugees going nowhere. You've heard the executioners sing joyfully. You should praise the mutilated world. Remember the moments when we were together in a white room and the curtains fluttered. Return in thought to the concert where music flared. You gathered acorns in the park in autumn and leaves eddied over the earth's scars. Praise the mutilated world and the gray feather a thrush lost and the gentle light that strays and vanishes and returns. Praise the mutilated world evokes so many Jewish, Hasidic, mystical ideas of tikkun olam, of the broken world. And I think that's why we were drawn to it for this week's Parsha, of God bringing about destruction to Sodom, but Avraham arguing on its behalf. What did you notice, Adrian? Um... I, I'm, I, I'm reminded of... That the idea that the work of the world is hard, 
The work of the world is ugly and complicated, but we are not free to abandon it, and we are not free to disparage it. Um, we are thinking in the Parsha of a time of deep complexities, deep yearning, I feel like, deep um, challenges that go beyond our sort of central figure. And I think we can be drawn back in this poem and in the Parsha to remember that we are not free to abandon what we have, even if it's hard, even if it's uncomfortable. And I think where we see that in the poem is the contrast between, on one hand, we hear about a mutilated world, yet we also hear about the beauty of wild strawberries, gathering acorns, the park in autumn. And isn't that the truth? We are blessed with a most beautiful world. And there's Abraham sitting at the entrance of his tent. I picture him looking out in the Judean desert. We see him later, after the destruction of Sodom, looking over and seeing what has happened. And so in this Parsha, we have Abraham looking out and seeing beauty and the mutilated world. And the beauty also bracketing the beauty of his actions, of the chesed, the kindness that he does, fixing as if this broken world full of traveling strangers. Um. I think that really speaks to the last lines of the poem, which are some of my favorite lines in all of modern poetry. Oh, my. Praise the mutilated world and the gray feather a thrush lost and the gentle light that strays and vanishes and returns. The light comes, it strays, it vanishes. We are always in a place where the light can return. And so as... Abraham is sitting there looking over the vestiges of destroy, destruction. I think that in that deep place, we spoke about it last week, we're like inside of us, the voice of the divine is clear and present, but can be lost under all of the layers of the external. I think this is that moment of the divine saying, the light can return. And I keep thinking about Leonard Cohen and his famous line. I believe it's an anthem where he says, there's a crack in everything, that's how the light comes in. And of course, the Kutzka Rebbe says, there's nothing more whole than the broken heart. And this idea that in the brokenness, there is the beauty because there is the potential for repair and the obligation of each of us to engage in that repair. Absolutely. Um, It makes me think of also the pottery, the ancient pottery that's repaired with gold. It may have been broken. We may have a broken, mutilated world, but we can always repair it. And not only can we fix it, but we can fix it with something beautiful. We can bring the light back and the light can be beautiful. And I think that as we move through this Parsha, And as through this poem, we need to keep reminding ourselves that the light may stray and vanish, but it will return. And the singing joyfully is in this 
line here, but I'm confused by it, Adrian. It says, um, you've seen the refugees going nowhere, you've heard the executioners sing joyfully. On one hand, I would love singing joyfully to be something positive, but it's like packs a potent punch here of the executioners sing joyfully. Thoughts? I think of executioners as, and I'm thinking of this in a sort of big picture way, of sort of singing um, sort of hymns, dirges, these very deep and heavy songs, like the weight of what they're doing is weighing on them. And when they're singing joyfully, they're casting off that burden for a moment and embracing that light, embracing the idea that we can repair. And I think it's, it's okay to, to be not okay with that idea. That is very helpful, very helpful. And you know, friends, as we face Shabbat uh, in a few hours, shall we say, um, I'm drawn to the line about the drops of rosé wine. And I encourage all of you to think about this poem and talk about this poem and its lens onto the Parsha, perhaps over your, after your Kiddush, Friday night or Shabbat. And I'm hoping that it will bring some light into the room. Maybe that room is white and maybe there's some curtains fluttering. Adrian, any last thoughts? Um, n no, I am just going to go and look for the light. Okay, that, I am going to... That is what my Shabbat will be. My Shabbat will be about finding the light that strays and vanishes and returns. And I'm going to think a lot about this word, the mutilated world, and think about how we can all take some steps towards fixing it. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Thank you.